We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's talk a little bit about the upcoming weekend for Notre Dame. This is uh, obviously an important weekend for Notre Dame. Just went through. There were some very targeted players. Going to be a little bit of a bigger list this upcoming weekend. Notre Dame doesn't really have any big weekends from a number standpoint like we saw in past years because, guys, I mean, they've got 17 kids committed. There's eight or nine spots left. That's it. And, and I think some of those spots are kind of already accounted for uh, with certain players. So you're really running low on spots. And the staff is, is doing a good job of targeting guys that they want and think that they can close on and getting those kids on campus. So you're not seeing a ton of kids on campus. But this next weekend is probably going to be the biggest weekend. You're going to have a lot of commits on campus. We expect Cam Williams. This is who we have right now that we know for we, – we're pretty confident it's going to be on campus – Cam Williams, Logan Thomas, Cole Mullins, Bodie Cahoon, Carson Hobbs, Leonard Moore, and Kennedy Erlacher. We feel feel pretty good about those guys being on campus. Here are some other players that we expect to be on campus this weekend. Uh, two, two really big ones that we expect to be on campus this weekend. On offense, Carter Nelson, the tight end from Nebraska. We expect him to be on campus this weekend. And then on defense, Elijah Rushing. This is the weekend that Elijah Rushing is set to come to Notre Dame. So this is going to be a big one. Uh, oh, I also think – well, I'm not – Sean Savellano is a kid that we had originally had on for this weekend, but I'm not sure if he's coming this weekend or next weekend. I'm not 100% certain of that. So we'll we'll find out more clarity for that. But Elijah Rushing being on campus is, is really big. You've got Brian Huff as of right now from Arkansas. Lambert from Arkansas is slated to visit this weekend. Bradley Shaw from Alabama, I believe, is going to visit this weekend. Oliver Miles, safety from Texas, is going to be on campus this weekend. And as as far as I as far as as of right now, Mark, Marquis Gallegos is expected to be on campus this weekend. I don't know if that visit is definitely going to happen or not. I'm still trying to get some clarity on that one. So those are guys we expect to be on campus this weekend. And so if if Seviano shows up, then you're going to have more commits on campus than non-committed players. If he doesn't show up, then it's basically you know it's well actually you already. Actually, you already have that as of right now. With uh, Chris Cole was originally going to visit this weekend. He has pushed that back. He said he's going to take a fall visit. 
don't like where Notre Dame is with him right now. Um, Penn State's making a move on him. Georgia's making a move on him. Bama's making a move on him. So Notre Dame is is fading a little bit with Chris Cole, which is concerning in a lot of ways. But So he won't be on campus this weekend. But two other linebackers will be in Brian Huff and Bradley Shaw. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Let's talk first about the two big visitors coming down, coming this weekend. I mean, they're all important, but the two really big ones. That's Carter Nelson and Elijah Rushing. This is this is going to be your chance. I mean, look, I, it's a lot of pressure, and it's a bold statement, but it's also true. You have two kids coming on this weekend that are not necessarily positions of need in that you've already met your tight end numbers need of with getting Jack Larson, who's a very good football player, guy the Notre Dame staff is very high on. You've got three defensive ends in the class, very good ones, right? Logan Thomas and Cole Mullins are my number one and two players in this class. On defense for Notre Dame in the commit class, they're both top 150 guys for me. Cole Mullins is close to being a top 100 guy. I watched another game of his against uh, Norcross. It was on TV this year. I had recorded that, completely forgot. Watched that this weekend. Love that kid's game. Love Logan Thomas's upside. Bryce Young has my number one upside grade of anyone on the, on the defensive class right now. It's close. It may not end there, but it that's it may not end that way, but that's where he is right now. So you've got your three defensive ends. Obviously, Justin Scott is a huge priority for Notre Dame defensive tackle. So Elijah Rushing isn't a priority from a number standpoint. And the same thing with, with Elijah Rushing. These two kids are priorities because they are big-time football players. They are better than what you have, 
and and they provide you the chance to potential anyway to be difference makers. And I actually like this strategy by Notre Dame, especially with Elijah Rushing, because I think you can make a case that a second tight end is needed in 2024. I I, I don't think it's needed. I would rather just, you know, if, if you can't get a Carter Nelson type, I'd say just bring in Jack Larson and focus on getting two tight ends next year because it's a great tight end class next year. That's what I would say to do. But if you if you get a chance to get a guy like Carter Nelson, who's a game changer, man, you go for it. But I think you could at least – I you and I could have an argument, not a, a discussion about maybe there's a need when you talk about some of the injury history of the players currently on the roster and – you know, different aspects like that. When you look at 2025 or yeah, so be these kids come in 24. So they'll really be competing for playing time in 2025. You may not have Mitchell Evans anymore. You definitely won't have Kevin Bauman anymore. You know, will you have Holden Stace, Eli, Eli Raritan? Where are they going to be? So, Hey, make the case for two. Okay. I, I don't agree with it, but I, I think it's a good argument to make and a sound argument to make that I wouldn't necessarily tell you you're just wrong with defensive end. You don't need a fourth defensive end. You want him because he is a Elijah Rushing because he's a great football player. So let's talk about kind of what's at stake for these for these two kids this weekend. So with Carter Nelson, look, he's been to Georgia, Nebraska's making a big push. You can't really say, "Hey, come here, be the only dude," because you also have Jack Larson. So you can't use the whole "Well, Georgia has Jaden Riddell" kind of argument against him. I think this is a situation where you're going to get your last chance to really impress Carter Nelson. I don't know when his decision is going to be made. Uh, he's obviously going to take official visits this up during this process. He, he was at Georgia this past weekend. Uh, he's, he's been, he's taken a lot of unofficial visits during this process. I believe he's been to Alabama. He's been to a lot of different programs. He's got a vi- official visit coming up to Nebraska, uh, Soon, I think end of, end of the month, I believe, is when he's going to Nebraska. And so this is a young man that you really need to impress. Now, the good news is that Notre Dame comes into this visit in a good place with him. I'm not saying they're his leader. I'm not saying that, oh, just come in and close. It's going to be easy. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying, however, is that he is also going to visit Penn State, I believe. What I am saying, however is that you're in this one. He likes you a lot. He is high on Notre Dame. as He's also high on Georgia, Penn State, Nebraska, pro, uh, some other programs. And so the, I think the connection he's made with Jared Parker has been big. I think Jared Parker's done a great job in this recruitment. I think this weekend is going to be your chance to say, hey, we're, we love you, we want you. You've got to do with him what you did with Gearby Lambert this past weekend, what you did with Styles Prescott, what you did with Kedron Young, which is make your final push, give your final sales call, so to speak, for lack of a better term, and convince this kid this is where it's going to be, and then hold on basically for dear life the next couple of weeks as he takes those visits to Penn State and Nebraska, which I believe I saw on on three is where he's scheduled to go the next two weekends. So there's a lot at stake here. I think Carter Nelson is sort of that um, final cherry on top of this pass catching class. Got a really good three man group of Cam Williams, Isaiah Canyon, and Micah Gilbert at receiver. You've also got uh, Aeneas Williams is a really good pass catching weapon as a running back. This kid that had 1,200 yards receiving as a junior, as a, excuse me, as a sophomore in high school. And then, of course, you've got Jack Larson at tight end, who's got, I would argue, the best hands of any tight end I've seen. There's other guys maybe as good as him, 
I don't know if there's any tight ends that are better and have better ball skills than what Jack Larson brings to the table. He's also one of the better route runners that you're going to see in this class. It's, I mean, still needs work. He's a junior in high school, but he's a pretty darn good route runner. Carter Nelson brings a completely different st- skill set to the table than Jack Larson. And I, and I heard somebody uh, last week, somebody had mentioned, you know, aren't they kind of similar in skill set? They're really not. Carter Nelson is more of a Tyler Eifert type where you're going to play him a lot in the boundary, in the slot, to the field, moving around and letting him use his vertical speed to make plays. He's almost, I mean, you know, if you if you like comparisons, you know, a guy that he reminds me a lot of as far as usage is Devin Funches from Michigan. Remember at one point in time, he was considered a tight end. They moved him the receiver. I think Carter's very similar to that. A guy that you almost, Kyle Pitts at Florida is a, is a way you're going to use him. So he's more of a, he can block. He's a tough kid and all that, but he's a guy that you're going to be wanting to move around and get in ISOs and put in the boundary and be running down the field. Jack Larson to me is, is, is more of a traditional H back tight end type of player, you know, play some in the slot, play in the wing can play attached as he fills out. Cause he's a really strong blocker at this point in time. I think Jack Larson has got a chance to be more of a traditional tight end, even though he doesn't necessarily look like one, 6'3", 230. He's not built like a traditional tight end. He plays like one in some ways, but then also is a good enough route runner and pass catcher that you can move him around and, and attack a lot with the short to intermediate throws and, 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 and concepts where he's going to have to utilize his really good pass catching ability, where Carter Nelson is more of a stretch the field, use his speed kind of guy. So I think they would complement each other very nicely, and that's your pitch. That's your pitch to with if you're Notre Dame this weekend is saying, hey, look, you guys play well together. You're not the same guy, and you better beat him out, or you're not going to play. It's dude, you you are completely different to the guy that is in the class with you, who's kind of an H back hybrid, short to intermediate guy, phenomenal hands, great route runner, not overly fast, but a really talented kid in this regard. The kid we signed last year is a traditional tight end, 6'5", 250, big kid, line up attached, block, work the play action, work the middle of the field. And then there's you, who's basically a big receiver. You know, we're, we're going to use you to block. We're going to play as a tight end. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. But you are a downfield vertical pass catcher. And I think that's the sales pitch that you give to Carter Nelson is, man, you are a perfect complement to the kids we already have. Whereas when you look at the Georgia pitch, for example, uh, at Georgia, you, you, teams that have other tight ends, it's, well, you are you and Jaden Riddell are kind of similar in what you do, which is why I don't think ultimately Georgia is going to be the pick for him. Of course, Nebraska is going to sell the fact that it's the in-state school and you get a chance to turn this thing around and you're going to be the guy and all this other kind of stuff. And that's an attractive sales pitch as well. Penn State's had good production at the tight end position in recent years. That's going to be a good sales pitch as well. So Notre Dame is going to have to put their best foot forward and say, hey, look, this is where you see we're tight end you. We've had, I mean, and here's the other sales pitch. Hey, it wasn't that long ago, 2020, that three are, we have three tight ends from that roster are now are going to be starters in the NFL next season, potentially. Obviously, uh, Tommy Tremble's been a starter for the Panthers. You had Brock Wright was a, a starter this past weekend. And of course, um, Michael Mayer is going to be. Hey, look, Cole Komet. You know, you look at some of the past classes they've had. There's years they had four tight ends on the roster that ended up playing the NFL. I think it'd be 2018, I believe. Yes, 2018. Notre Dame had four tight ends on that roster that, are, that have gone on to to play in the NFL. You had Alzey Mack, you had Cole Komet, you had Tommy Tremble, and you had Brock Wright. So, uh, and, and 
in 2018, you also had George Takis, who I think is going to end up being an NFL tight end as well, a kid who's now at Boston College now. So the point being, you can sell, hey, look, we, we put more backups in the NFL tight end in the last seven, eight years than Nebraska's put starters. I mean, that's, that's a sales pitch. You don't do it that negatively, but you get the point that I'm making. So they're going to get a chance to make that final sales pitch to Carter Nelson this weekend. If it works, then Notre Dame can put themselves into the position of leader and then hold on for dear life the next two weekends. That's the goal. Elijah Rushing, this is going to be an interesting one because I don't love where Notre Dame is at right now. I don't think they're in as good a position with Elijah Rushing as they are Carter Nelson. But I think that he likes them a lot. I just don't know if it's a lot enough to meaning he's going to end up picking Notre Dame. There's certainly interest in Notre Dame. He's been on here in his own dime. He's kept a relationship with Notre Dame for all these months, even as other schools sort of pass Notre Dame up a little bit. And, and so I think this is a chance for him to get on campus and be reminded of something that we have said on the show many times, which is I think Elijah Rushing is a great fit for Notre Dame. He's a very intelligent young man. He's very thoughtful. He's got a lot of personality. He's from a Catholic school. He's academic-oriented, and he's incredibly talented. All things Notre Dame that fit incredibly well at Notre Dame. And so uh, to me – I look at it and say, this is a chance for you to kind of show him, hey, I know that you don't think that Notre Dame's the place to be right now, but here's why it is. Because this is your shot, right? I mean, if you if you can't convince him this weekend that this is the place to be, I don't know what message is going to exist that allows you to do it in two months, three months, four months. I think this is the weekend you've got to make your move. I'm not saying if he doesn't commit, they're out. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is you've got to be able to put yourself and into that category of, hey, we're on the same plane as everybody else. If you can do that coming out this weekend, then that allows you to then make more impactful conversations and moves with him. That That is where you could say, hey, look, don't, you know, don't decide now. Maybe take some unofficials in the fall unless he's going to decide for you. Then you take it. But you get yourself at least in a position where maybe if, if you think you're not going to get them, you can at least convince them to maybe hold off. That Well, if that school really wants you, they're willing to wait because, hey, man, we'll, we'll take you whenever. I think that's going to be an effective pitch for Notre Dame. And so, But, but you've got to come out of this weekend feeling like you absolutely crushed the visit. If you don't come out of this, week, this weekend with Notre Dame like on the same level or leading for him, I don't know that it's going to happen. And that's the pressure that's on the board for Notre Dame this weekend when it comes to Elijah Rushing and also Carter Nelson. Also, linebacker recruiting is going to be very interesting this weekend. Oh, and by the way, I I do think it's important to have Logan Thomas and Cole Mullins on campus this weekend. If they're able to make it up for their officials, I think that's going to be huge for Notre Dame with Elijah Rushing. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There's going to be two linebackers on campus this weekend, and they're both in very different situations. Brian Huff is a young man from Arkansas. He's a really raw but talented player. Uh, I like his upside a lot. If you if I'm ranking the the linebackers that I like that I would take that I think are on the board, it's Kingston number one, it's Chris Cole number two, and it's it's Brian Huff number three. I actually like Brian Huff quite a bit. I think he's a kid that's a will could put, maybe potentially fill out and be a Mike, but I think he's more of a will type guy. That if anything, he could be someone who kind of outgrows the position a little bit and and moves down into Viper. But I I think linebackers where I really like him right now, athletic kid, just raw, just very raw. But I love the tools. He likes Notre Dame a lot. He was going to try to visit, I believe, the blue-gold game is when he was slated to come up and visit. There were some travel things that, that can't happen, like ticket prices went way up, and it just was really hard for him to make it up. He was very bummed about it because I do think there's a lot of interest in Notre Dame. I don't think they're in a position where he's a guy you're going to be able to land. But if you're going to be able to maybe get him down the road, this is the weekend to do it because – you're going to have Kingston coming on campus the following weekend. That's your number one guy. Let's say you don't get him. Let's say he goes to Ohio State. Now you're in a position where they want a third linebacker in this class, and I think need a third linebacker, although I'd be open to the discussion of only taking two, especially if Kahanu Ki is going to be coming back, which I, I'm still not 100% certain of. I believe that's the plan, but I, I can't say with 100% certainty that he is. I'd be willing to you know, just take two if you don't get – him if you can't if, if, only take two if you can't get another high ceiling or high floor guy and I think that obviously Chris Cole and Brian Huff are both high ceiling guys to me so I would take him if you could get him I just don't know if they're if they're in a position right now where they're going to be able to get him but this is your chance though right this weekend is your chance to make that impression with Brian Huff so I'm very curious to see how things go with him I'm very curious to see if they can convince him to say, hey, look, this is why this is the place to be. You're also going to have Bradley Shaw from Alabama on campus this weekend. He's a very interesting player. Bradley Shaw has great film. I mean, great film. His high school film, I believe he's at Hoover, is really impressive. Here's the only question. He's not very big. He's 6'1", 210, plays like a middle linebacker. He kind of fits into the category that that we've talked about for a while with Notre Dame is they get these kids that are pretty quality athletes and they're really smart and distinctive football players. They're just they lack the the size profile that you want, and that's the issue that I have with Bradley with uh, uh, with Bradley Shaw is I mean if if you were able to get him in the class, you'd be getting a really good football player, but you question what's the projection going to look like at the next level because of the lack of size. And I think that's really the only concern with him. But the, the staff likes him. He's been on campus before. He was visited, I believe, in April, April or March. But I think it was April is when he was on campus. Things went really well. They've been down to his high school, uh, you know, to kind of to, to check out what, you know, what he's got going on down there and all that kind of stuff. But I just think the, the, the concern I have is the projection. That, that's my concern. I think he's a little bigger than some of the guys we were talking about here. He's a little bit longer than like J.D. Bertrand. He's a little bit longer than Drew White, but it's the same concern that you have. He's built like a Mike, or he plays like a Mike, but he's built like a Rover. 
And I think that's a little bit of my concern uh, with Bradley, with Bradley Shaw based on, on what I've seen from him, but he's also a guy that is a smart football player and a talented football player and an athletic football, football player. And that's why the staff is looking at him. Last player we're going to talk about from this weekend. You've got Oliver, Oliver miles coming up from Texas. He's a very intriguing player. I'll tell I'll be, I'll be honest with you all. I, don't know how I feel about Oliver Miles, and I'm back and forth on this one. Here's what I'd like. He's very long. He's listed anywhere from 5'11 to 6'1. I'm a 5'11, 6 foot, looks about right. But he's got really long arms. And he's a guy that that is going to play with greater length than maybe what his height is. He's extremely athletic. His jumping numbers are outstanding. So there's a lot of explosiveness to his game. He's got a lot of long, good long speed, so you know, really rangy. You know, can play the alleys, can play center field, plays a lot of quarterback. He shows me some good athleticism, explosiveness. I don't know that he's got great short area speed, uh, but he's got good short area quickness. I, I I think there's things you can maybe do technically to improve him there. the The issue is, is he's just not a natural football player right now, and so. When I look at him, I was talking with Ryan earlier today, and we were talking about about Oliver, and I said, you know, the, the concern I have is he's a lot like Ramon Henderson in that right now he's an outstanding athlete, and, and especially on track, in, in track, I should say. He's got great – he's more of a leaper than a sprinter. and But he's got great, great testing numbers, great track numbers. But he's just not a natural football player. And with Ramon Henderson, I mean, how many years have we been talking about, like, if this is the year the light goes on? And so far, the light hasn't gone on to the degree where his production matches his athleticism and size. And so that's always a concern with a kid like Oliver Miles. I think the reason the staff likes him is because, look, they've been having a hard time getting really high-level safeties. A guy like Oliver Miles is one of those, he may come here and never really have an impact. He could come here and just be a solid toolsy guy that is never a difference maker, which is what Ramon Henderson has been up to this point in time. Or if the light does go on for him, he has an incredibly high ceiling. And I think that's what, when you look at the fact that they've, they've had some issues really getting those high level safeties, then you say, hey, maybe we take a flyer on a kid like this who has a very high ceiling, just needs a lot of work, and then trust the coaching. Because I think there's a lot of faith in Chris O'Leary as a position coach that this is a guy I can thrive with. And and I think Chris O'Leary is a very good football coach, but I'm I'm not ready to go this far that, oh, yeah, get him then. Because he's got that kind of guy already, and he's made him a good player, but he hasn't made him a a player that's reached his full potential. And I'm obviously talking about Ramon Henderson. So, but I think the st- I know the staff loves his athleticism and potential. I just have some questions about is he is he more of an athlete right now or is he a football player? And that's why his senior season for me is going to be super important. In a perfect world, this would be the guy that you wish you could recruit like you did 20 years ago when you didn't really get a lot of kids committing in the summer. The only kids that committed in the summer were like linemen and local kids and like the really good kids if you can get them. But most kids you recruited during the season because this is the kind of kid you want to see senior film on. Because I'm telling you the concerns I have right now about him, and I'm being honest about him. But I'm also telling you what I like. Well, we may go out in the first four or five games of senior year and be like, oh, light went on. He's a dude, right? He's a really good athlete. Uh, We already knew that, but now he's a football player. 
and you fall in love with him. Remember, I didn't love Ben Minich when when they got a commitment from him last summer. Okay, went out of senior year, loved it, loved the senior film. So that stuff happens. But now you're kind of taking a flyer on a kid that you love his potential, but he's got a lot to learn as a football player. But I think the potential is what this Notre Dame staff is banking on and what they like about him. There's another safety. There's two safeties slated to visit the next weekend, Jalen McClain from New Jersey and Malcolm Ziegler. I've said all along, I'll believe Jalen McClain is coming when he shows up. I hope he comes, and I hope because I think he's a kid that's a great Notre Dame fit. He just doesn't know that he's a great Notre Dame fit. But I just I don't have a lot of faith in that one. So I think that Oliver Miles this weekend and Malcolm Ziegler that next weekend are going to be really two important recruitments to watch. But Miles is a kid I know the Notre Dame staff is very high on. We'll just have, we'll just have to see if some of those questions maybe get answered this weekend, and if he can if they can impress him enough to, to say, hey, look, this is the place to be because you know they want to recruit State of Texas, and I think that factors into why they like him as well is they want to continue to say, hey, look, if we're going to take a flyer on a kid, we're going to take a flyer on a kid from a state like Texas or Georgia or you know, a place like that where you know he's going against top competition, you know that uh, that he's getting good coaching and those type of things. And I think that's where Notre Dame is right now with uh, Oliver Miles. I'll, I'll be honest, if you were asked my opinion, I would want to just see how his senior season goes for me before I'd take him. If you can get a Malcolm Ziegler, for example, I love Malcolm Ziegler. He's actually faster, tests faster than Paul Menke. He's a more natural football player. He plays a lot of corner in high school that I, I think is a kid that could be a really good safety or nickel at the next level. That's who I like the most. I just don't know where Malcolm is with Notre Dame. I, I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. I don't believe Ryan's really had a chance to talk to him yet. So I they may not feel they're in a good place with him, but I, as far as just looking at the game, he'd be my priority with Miles kind of next to my priority list. But – they're, they're, the thing about them both is they're both really athletic. And as we've said before, when this staff takes chances on kids, nine times out of ten, it's a kid that's long and athletic. And that's the kind of chance that you want to take on a, on a player. And so I think those are aspects I really, really like it, 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 about Oliver Miles. So that's next weekend's visitors. We're going to go to the mailbag next, but I wanted to kind of preview this upcoming weekend's visits. wanted to recap – Obviously, what happened, I think, again, Notre Dame did a tremendous job this weekend. Don't know if it could have gone a whole lot better. And I think we'll see very soon some of the um, rewards from this weekend become evident. So make sure you stay tuned for those. We're going to go to the mailbag next, folks. But before we do, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, hit the notification bell. We've had a lot of sign-ups to the message board lately. We had an Intel piece this past weekend. Uh, on the message board, I'm starting to work on some O-line uh, type run game cutups that I'm going to do for film rooms here in the month of June. So I'm going to have some message board only film cutups, some football 101 uh, only for the message board stuff that we're going to do here over the next uh, couple months as we get into summer. So definitely make sure you check those out. And that's why we're going to be signed up for the message board. Sign up for a monthly membership at $4.99. If you sign up for, a, uh, you get 10% off uh, your next purchase of the Irish Breakdown Merch Store, which you can see the link below in the in the description box below. You sign up for an annual membership. It's only $49.99. Great rate. It's not an introductory rate or a sale rate. It's just the rate. So you won't be charged extra next year when you renew. Uh, you get a 20% off discount to the merch to the merch store if you sign up for an annual membership. But you can also join our booster club. If you're a current member and you want to upgrade or you're not a member and you want to support us, people always say, hey, hey, how can we support you? How can we support you? The booster club, obviously, the message board is a great way to support us. We don't have to split that revenue with anybody. It just goes hours breakdown. The growth in the message board is a big reason why I've been able was able to hire Ryan. 
It's why I'm trying to make another hire uh, right now. It's that growth is where a lot of that comes from. So if you want to support us, even if you're not a message board person, but you want to support us financially, that's a great way to do it. You can sign up for one of the normal memberships, or you can join the booster club. We have the, the shamrock, the blue and the gold. They're all different levels. If you sign up for the shamrock or the blue, you get a free IB club mug, which is only goes to IB club members. And so those people that sign up for the booster club, if you sign up for the gold club, which is our highest booster package, you not only get the IB club mug, you also get an IB gold club shirt that only goes to gold club members. I own the company. I don't have a IB gold club shirt. It's that exclusive. And I want it to be that, that important for people that, that only those people uh, get that. And so it's just a little thank you from us to say, Hey, thank you for support. And um, we've had a lot of signups for that. So you can sign up uh, for that as well. If you're someone who has asked yourself, Hey, I really want to support them financially. Those are ways that you can help support us financially.